Just so everyone is aware, this is an interview that was taken outside. The Protective Insight Podcast. Putting the you in human. then ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the protective insight podcast i'm joined today by a very special guest uh, tom pecora who's over in the the uk uh, so it would be remiss of me not to pick such a wizard's brains on the topics that he spent so many years uh, investigating and having experience with a security consultant of some repute sir thank you very much for joining us oh. it's, uh, it's very grateful to very grateful to have you on the show and sharing the wisdom that you're able to provide. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you. Um, so just, just for anybody that maybe maybe doesn't, uh, you know, isn't as familiar with your good self, if you could just share a little bit about your experience, what you're prepared to talk about, what you're not, you know, keep your secrets if you Absolutely. need to. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm uh, a security consultant. I've been uh, in the private sector since 2013. Uh, prior to that, I spent 24 years in the CIA as, as a uh, security uh, professional. Uh, working a variety of different um, areas, uh, a lot of which was in uh, the war zones. But I specialized in, in personal safety and protective operations. Amazing. So quite the varied life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're a well-traveled man. <laughs> 60 countries and counting. Oh, my word. <laughs> I think my passport would be well-stocked. Um, so some, some of the things that we've... That obviously, we're still quite a burgeoning podcast, but some of the things that we've started talking about um, uh, on the show, just to kind of cut, cut right to it, uh, within within your own area of expertise, there there seems to be um, elements that cross over throughout the security world on mass, uh, and these these kind of problems that have been arising that would you know prevent people from working in as effective way as they possibly can, you know, based on things like you know whether it be misinformation or this new hot buzzword that's got a you know, a bright, shiny course uh, mm -hmm. attached to it. Uh, Jim, on previous episodes, has, uh, I think he got it from someone else, but referred to it as entertainment. Ah, entertainment yes. this way around. That seems to be something that's that's seeping into every area. So, you know, for, for what it is that you get involved in on a day-to-day -day basis, what are the kind of problems that are arising that you're seeing come out? I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of um, a lack of adjustment to uh, some of the changes in threat. Okay. Uh, let me give you an example. Protective operations training, the core concepts of, haven't really changed o over uh, decades. Um, but there's some areas where uh, we, we haven't really incorporated uh, enough uh, specified training, specific training for threats. And um, there's, there's been, there was a massive sea change in, in protective operations back um, in the 90s when there was uh, there were very attacks on different um, protectees using sophisticated uh, explosive devices, et cetera. And that's when we realized that the the iron box method, which is uh, uh, personnel with guns and armored cars, um, weren't going to be as effective against that threat. Right. So we've had to evolve. And one area where I have I haven't seen as much of that uh, evolution. Is in is in the basic training of, of, of EP agents, wow. uh, plus protection agents. Gotcha. So, 
in a in, in, a, in an ideal world, obviously that you know there are there are hurdles that everyone has to cross to a certain degree. But in an ideal world, how do you fix that? Well, I think we need to continue to do what we're doing in terms of the the, the basic protective operations courses, the the, the concepts behind um, the physical uh, movements, uh, walking formations, vehicle uh, mounts and dismounts, vehicle movements, um, the concepts behind advances, uh, protective intelligence. Uh, all of those are uh, are still in play, right. but what we need to do is at a certain point start to add in uh, more emphasis on uh, situational awareness yeah. as it directly relates to uh, surveillance because yeah. the the threat, the majority of threats that we're facing, especially the more sophisticated threats, uh, are incorporating surveillance into their targeting package, and it is the weak point in their um, in their attack cycle. Mm. And if we aren't training our people to be more uh, prepared to uh, uh, observe, recognize, and react to these surveillance signatures, yeah. we're, we're going to miss um, the clues in the environment that are necessary for us to mitigate the threat. Nice, nice. Uh, and we, we, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of reaction to that in the UK with the, with the comings of Martin Law. At the minute, thanks largely to the, uh, the terrorist attack that happened during the Ariana Grande gig in Manchester. I think it was 2017, off the top of my head. The uh, you know you look back at the information that that you know the proverbial they had access to beforehand that wasn't acted upon for whatever reason. And the, for the for the terrorists on the journey to the events, the, the the items that were missed, the the, the pieces of information that were observed and not taken taken stock of. It's certainly, you know, it's 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 a big deal. And uh, situational awareness is, is one of those terms that, you know, it gets bounded about a mm -hmm. lot, doesn't it? You know, it, most people are, are okay. I could watch a couple of YouTube videos on situational awareness and I'll be like Jason Bowles, right? <laughs> you know, the, the reality is, is, is very different, obviously, as yes. you would well know, working in as many war zones as, as you have. So, well, if, if if someone were to ask you, like, what is it? What is, situa what is situational awareness? How do yeah. I get it? The most simplest def definition is um, being present in the moment. But it's more than that. It in encapsulates a, a, a number of different skills and activities. Um, first off, it starts out with the, with the mindset. The mindset that something bad could happen, uh, and I'm acknowledging that that could happen. Mm. Uh, then I have to do some preparation. I have to find out what are the likely threats in the environment. Then I need to find out what, what are the characteristics of those threats. And then I have to incorporate that information into my actual personal activities when I'm present in the environment. I need to be looking for those very specific characteristics of a threat so that we so that I basically observe and are able to recognize and react to the threat early enough so that I can implement plans and activities that are going to uh, help me get out of that situation. Ideally, avoidance is our best option. Uh, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't kind of uh, uh, speak highly enough uh, about that. I, I think with Jim, you know, Jim Wenzel of, uh, of, uh, of the Protective Insight podcast, I think he, he said it quite insightfully. He was, he was talking about um, uh, firearms training that he was giving. Uh, and he would lay the, lay the kind of analogy down that what if you knew tomorrow at Walmart you're going to get into a gunfight? And uh, most of the people there, that would, oh, I take this big gun or I take this protection, this kind of bulletproof vest, this shield. Uh, and uh, Jim's response was, 
you just wouldn't go. <laughs> Number one rule in gunfighting. Right. You know there's going to be a gunfight, don't show up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it, it's, it speaks to the requirements of, you know, a very, uh, I think strict is the wrong word, but a very well-shaped and very well-formed mindset. Yes. In, in that way. So how, how is somebody to... Uh, to, to shape that, basically, is it, is it purely through experience? Is it purely through lessons? Is it both? How do you, how do you it's, acknowledge? It's experiential, experiential yeah. in the sense that you can't, uh, it's, you can't just learn this and then immediately apply it. It has yeah. to be, you have to understand the concepts, the, 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 the characteristics, and then you have to get out in the world and apply it. Mm. In other words, you have to practice. Of course. And um, nobody gets good uh, at, if, for example, driving. If you take a driving class, um, there's no way you're going to, be, to come out of that driving class a great driver. <laughs> it's just not possible. No. But over time and having experience on the roads and seeing different environments and, and driving in those environments, um, you'll become a better driver. Yeah. And the exact same thing is uh, with situational awareness. As you apply the concepts, in the actual environments that you that you traverse, you become better and better at recognizing potential threats and then looking at the environment in terms of the um, the elements that you're going to use mm. to avoid a situation. For example, where are the exits and entrances yeah. are? Are there any security in the, in the area? Um, what are the things that I'm going to specifically do on my way be, uh, from where I am to the exits? Am I going to use cover or concealment? Yeah. Um, so we, we're going to use elements in the environment to help us get from point A to point B as, as safely as possible. Look, I love that. I love that. That, that seems to be something that's, uh, I mean, it's a personal gripe, I grant you, but it's, it's contributing to the, uh, 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 I, I want this now factor. I want it yeah. now, 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 now. Five minutes, five minute sessions. I can, you know, I can get abs after, what was it, six, six minute abs? That was the, yeah, possible, the, yeah. the popular one a while back. <laughs> six minutes. Six minutes. That's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, th this, uh, this application of changing the way that you see a situation, it's going to take time yeah. to be able to, you know, take in all of those details. We're, we're sat in uh, a part now that has the possibility for high foot traffic. Mm -hmm. But, you know, given our vantage points in front of us, we still have to be aware of what's behind. Because we've got all this equipment that's mm -hmm. lying out, you know, you've got your books lying out, and we still have to be able to focus on our, on our conversation. It's no easy thing to be able to do, right? That's where the practice comes in. <laughs> that's it. It's no easy thing. The more you can um, you automate, yeah. the, the more efficient you are. Yeah. And part of these processes are, are an auto, automation of uh, certain behaviors, our, our, our scanning the environment, our logging of uh, useful things in the environment, our incorporating a plan that we've we've developed beforehand on how we're going to react mm. so that we're not having to make dramatic decisions we're just going to be choosing between plan a b or c um in fact there's a law uh in terms of the number of of decisions we can make in a, in a short period of time we want to limit the amount of choices we have so that we are as fast Hicks and efficient. Law, Hicks Law, it Hicks is. Law? Yes. So um, when it comes to pr protective operations, um, we need to be incorporating that situational awareness into our uh, protective operations skill set. And, and the advanced aspect of that is utilizing situational awareness, um, 
to look for the potential threats that um, are in our environment that directly relate to our protecting. Gotcha, gotcha. That, that uh, habit building, uh, you know, that habit building factor has a, has a possibility of directly challenging somebody's ego. Uh, at times in terms of their capabilities. What's, what's been your experience of navigating that, yeah, that ego side? Yeah, you've got to put your ego in your pocket. Yeah. It, it, yeah, every every environment is different and um, environments change. Yeah. We have to be um, uh, maintaining our focus and not allow ourselves to become distracted by things in the environment that don't relate to our primary mission. Right. And for example, in, in, in very specialized threat situations, if you're dealing with an organized criminal element or a terrorist group uh, potentially uh, uh, targeting you or protecting, you're going to need to focus on not only the normal threats that are, are in the environment, uh, threats from traffic, threats from weather, threats from um, uh, unauthorized access by strangers, um, you know, the basics in the environment. We yeah. need to be looking at the potential um, threat posed by these organized groups and looking for very specific characteristics that um, that the average person won't pick up on. And that's surveillance, yeah. the surveillance signature. We need to be looking for uh, elements that are looking at us and um, picking up information about our, our activities in preparation for a potential attack. So, like, if, if you're in a, I'm going to paint a hypothetical, sure. uh, if, if I might, just for a moment. You are, you're in surveillance mode. You're in, you're in a room somewhere, let's call it first floor. Uh, and and your, your, your information gathering of the environment, you know, there's, there's things like there's a little restaurant on the corner with some chairs outside, uh, a small two or three car taxi rank, it's at a cross section. What, what kind of things are you, are you thinking about in that moment for processing? At that point, I'm, I'm going to look at the environment in terms of what elements are uh, protecting me and my protective from um, uh, civilians walking around. So th that little bit of access control, yeah. a little bit of the physical security. But I'm also looking at the environment from the point of view of where would I be if I was the bad guy and I wanted to surveil my protective and pick up information about uh, the protecting that would help um, in formulating an attack plan, yeah. maybe at, at that moment or in the future. If this was a, a place that I that we frequented regularly, yeah. uh, it was time and place predictable, especially. And by understanding the environment and looking at the environment from the point of view of, uh, of the attacker, we we're going to focus on uh, points in the environment that provide un. Um, unobstructed visual access to the protective. And we call those surveillance points or observation points. And those are critical things in the environment because uh, well-trained surveillance we're, are going to occupy those spots. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, it's going to be more difficult to, to uh, recognize them if we aren't looking for them mm. where they're most likely going to be. Yeah, yeah. No, no I like that. It's, you know, the the proverbial two sides of the same coin uh, elements. There was a there was a situation in, in, in Dubai a few years ago I was working at, and uh, the long and short of it was, listening devices were found in the office of a company, and they shouldn't be. So we were we were talking to the staff, and you know amongst the various kind of things that we had to ask about. One of my questions was, how would you do it if you did do it? 
how would you do it? And that kind of exploration of information, it, it doesn't really doesn't really get monitored uh, a lot when you say to some, at least in my experience anyway, um, when you say to somebody, you know, I need to think like the attacker, I need to think like the criminal in this scenario. Why would somebody on a protection detail have to do that kind of thing? So entertaining uh, both sides. And it, it came back to what you were saying earlier, uh, uh, the, the acknowledgements that bad things can happen, right? Uh, so certainly in terms of what you've seen, with with people, uh, uh, where does the uh, you know the the, the the leap towards neuroses of everything's going to bad's going to happen all the time, uh, you know, with people being uh, af afraid of touching their own guns uh, at moment, for even even if they're on some kind of protection service, you know, how how would you navigate something like that? Well, that's where understanding your environment and spending time in it beforehand right. in the protection what we call it doing our advances we're going to advance the sites that our protective is going to visit gotcha. and we're going to pick up a lot of data um, not only in terms of the the details that the protection uh, the protection need, needs to know like where are the bathrooms uh, where where's the venue that the protective is going to yeah. attend um, we're going to be looking at the environment in terms of what's the normal behavior mm -hmm. um, what kind of people yeah. inhabit this environment and at different times? And what are the, what are the likely threats? Mm. What are the likely threats and, the, and what are the, the wildly, you know, unlikely threats? Gotcha. And we're going to focus on the likely. Yeah. And then we're going to recognize or, or, or look at what are the characteristics that those threats are, are, are going to uh, exhibit. Um, if you are in a restaurant that's... Uh, that's a black tie or, mm. or a, a tie and sport coat only. Mm. We're going to uh, be looking for people who stand out and aren't, who aren't dressed appropriately mm. or um, that, are, that are not on the uh, reservation list. Gotcha. So we're, we're going to let the environment basically help us sift out yeah. those who don't belong. Yeah. And then we need to have a plan to implement if a situation arises. We can't try to think our, our our way through the scenario we need to have the scenario planned in advance and that's why we call it advances, advances. yeah that makes sense that makes sense have you, have you, i mean have you ever found that there was that there was uh, you know moments where a situation was harmed by the the the, 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 the properties of somebody's ego within that kind of mindset scenario of, i can tackle anything that comes my way or you know even those that are perhaps too, too timid to acknowledge that fact in the environment Absolutely. There's a there's a fine line where, where uh, at a certain point we realize that we can no longer control the environment mm. and we need to exit yeah. and we need to have a relationship with our protectee um, so that they they trust us to make that call. Gotcha. And and there can't be much hesitation. We need to be able to react and immediately um, exit the situation because avoidance is the most successful uh, method. Yeah. And when whenever we can't avoid a situation now we're in mitigation mitigation means we're we're reducing um damage yes there's still damage in, in, of course we don't need that and uh the secret service talks about they they don't want to get to the point where they're drawing their guns they've already failed on so many levels yeah. in terms of what their their plans and procedures are if so if they allow a situation to get that far they haven't exited uh, when they should have earlier yeah. in the scenario. Yeah, nice, nice. 
Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a term that I would refer to as a, as a situational framework in that, that there are a number of things that we would expect of this environment, being people walking slowly, shopping banks, families, bush chairs, this type of thing. But when you see in that environment, you know, a, a push bike that comes, that comes down, that somebody's on, that's not really an expected thing in, in this bit, like, you know, let alone a car. Or a, in, in that environment, the, the acknowledgement and exploration of each situation is a, is, is a preparation. Absolutely. To, to, towards towards effectiveness. How can how can somebody start to do uh, these types of exploratory events? Uh, you know, in their own everyday lives, day to day lives. Well, get to know you, the locations that you frequent. Mm. For example, if you have a favorite mall, you'll want to know where the exits are. Yeah. Uh, not only the, the primary that you use, but a secondary and emergency exits. You'll want to know where the security elements are. In there. Yeah. You may want to know where the medical elements are. For example, AEDs are now very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it could be something as minor as uh, your companion has a heart attack. Yeah. You, you'll want to know where the <laughs> yeah. AED is. And um, so with that environmental data, then you can start to plan. If, if the place has an emergency action plan for weather, yeah. in other words, there's a location that everybody's going to gather. If there's a, 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 t a tornado or, or a heavy rainstorm, uh, you'll want to know that in advance. Mm. And if the if the location doesn't have a plan, mm. you need to have one in advance. Right. Uh, I'll give you an example situation. My uh, aunt was in uh, Northern California. Right. She, um, I had uh, worked with her on some emergency action planning for um, public areas. Right. So she was in a mall where uh, she heard gunshots. She immediately uh, went into one of the, the stores where they had an emergency action in her back that she knew about and she exited the area. She didn't wait to find out what was going on. Mm. Um, later on, we found out that it was a uh, it was actually a, a criminal element running into another criminal element, mm. a little bit of a gunfire. Right. But um, the idea is she didn't have to hesitate. She knew where to go. Uh, she, she had pre-planned what she was going to do, and she didn't hesitate. Therefore, she was the, probably one of the first uh, people out of that mall. Mm. And those who uh, who uh, avoid first have the highest survival rate. Right. Uh, absolutely. Why would I? Why would I risk any part of me or my company, my family, my protectees, whoever that is, based on uh, you know a chance? Absolutely. A, a, a chance in that situation. And that's a decision. A decision yeah. you need to make in, in advance that you're going to choose safety. That you're going to avoid as your primary philosophy yeah. and that's where you got to put your ego in the pocket and realize the the priority is survival yeah. and um, the methodology is uh, actions predetermined mm. so that we can react immediately yeah yeah oh, no I, I like that and uh, the, the more I the more I talk with you about it the more we talk about the whole thing I'm I'm starting to see that it is just it's one interconnected <laughs> web of everything that one leads to the next thing that leads to the next like the, the number of people that I've spoke, and I'm sure it's the same for, same for yourself as well, that, you know, uh, in order to bring my strong mindset to an environment so I can protect those, I'm going to take a martial arts class ah. or I'm going to take a situational awareness class and that'll all be fine after the fact. This kind of uh, uh, sort of, I don't know whether it be a double standard or even a false standard, but the, 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 the pushing of this belief that, uh, I, I can conquer all because I've watched a, a couple of YouTube videos. Ah. 
right? What's been your experience of that area? It's un unfortunately, it, it, all, the pieces are all good in themselves, yeah. but it, in the composite is when um, is when you're most effective. So in other words, um, you want to work avoidance as your primary, mm. but you need a backup to that. Mm. And that backup would be some uh, way of physically defending yourself. So yeah. ideally, you'll want to uh, uh, have plans and procedures in place to avoid all threats. Yeah. But on that small percentage of time where you can't avoid a threat, you're going to need to take some action. Mm. And the, the real action should happen before the event even occurs. This is where the, the planning yeah, and preparation that. comes in. So um, taking uh, a number of, uh, of personal safety self-defense classes um, and and actually uh, practicing those those moves so that you can use them yeah. under stress. Now, we're not talking about a black belt in, in, no. in, 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 because that takes a longer commitment, yeah. but there's some basic moves that you can learn yeah. um, that will help you uh, basically block and uh, disengage. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the, the, so much comes back to the way that you, that you think about things. Your mindset really is the, is the, is, is the vehicle for everything else that you put on top of it. You know, the, the, the number of people that, especially nowadays within our industry that are looking for shortcuts. Yeah. You know, I, I can do the this. hack. The hack. Like, what well, I, I don't, I first, and again, it is a personal gripe. Uh, I'm sure, you know, there might be some method to the madness somewhere. Um, other, you know, other than it being a, a marketing ploy, but that's something else. Hmm. Um, the, 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 the disservice that is done to people by cr creating that image of, oh, you know, I can, I can go on a weekend, I can go on a weekend course and learn to be a, an efficient EP agent. So that's been something that's been pushed in the UK quite a lot. Uh, it's it stepped up last year towards five days, but like uh, even with five days, five days is a singular occurrence, isn't enough to change the way that somebody thinks. You know, and there's like, a lot of what we call OJT on the job training. Yeah. You can't you can't put that in a course. You can't give yeah. people enough of an experience. So the process should be looked at more like an apprenticeship. Yeah. Now, in other words, you start out with the training on the basics, and then you're going to have to get down in the mud and and uh, lay the bricks yeah. and um, put the scaffolding up and actually uh, do the job under the the tutelage of more experienced agents. And then, ideally, you want once you feel uh, comfortable with some of the basics, you need to add some more advanced training. Yeah. There are some there's some um, excellent courses online, uh, in but they're not going to be able to do justice for the basics. Mm. They're going to add knowledge in terms of like uh, specialty courses on advances yes. or uh, uh, threat assessment yeah. or um, um, uh, vehicle handling. Yeah. And then, but then you're going to have to, again, take that knowledge and start to apply it. Yeah. If, if it hasn't been applied in the real world, it's cerebral. And it's not going to help you when uh, the proverbial <laughs> excrement hits the oscillating <laughs> unit. I think that's the most polite way I've ever heard that put. <laughs> I mean, what, speaking about OJT, there's there's a there's a there's a world of difference for that, you know, for, for somebody like more security than you know somebody who works in the war zones like you do, and the the, the benefit of the experience in either way is just as helpful towards solidifying that you know the mindset that is capable of of, of doing all those things. So. 
without getting into the secret sauce, mm -hmm. without getting into that, are, are there any particular points that you would encourage people to focus on in order to develop a, a, a more receptive, stronger mindset? Well, the first one, as I say, you have to look at this as a, as a job that is a problem-solving job. You're, you're going to be continuously exposed to uh, problems or difficulties, or you can use any term you want, but basically yeah. things that are not um, going your way. <laughs> and, and the mindset is uh, you, know, you need to focus on and, and work on your ability to problem-solve. Yeah. With, the, with the resources in your environment, the second part of that is um, utilize to the maximum the, the resources in your environment. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that means like on an advance, asking as many questions as possible mm -hmm. from people who may have the answers you need. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if I really want to know uh, the ins and outs of a facility, uh, I don't talk to the president of the company. I talk to the janitor or uh, uh, the guy that works down in the boiler room. Yes. Those guys know the place like nobody. Yes. Those guys are gals nowadays. Um, and uh, so, so maximize your ability to gather pertinent information um, and uh, uh, do so in a, as polite a manner as possible. Um, people are m very happy to help you uh, when you're polite. Oh, 100%. 100%. You, you know, you, you, you could, if you were being quite surreptitious, consider that an influence tactic, but... The the, the, the the manners element it, it goes it goes a long way. I was I was telling you earlier. I'll, I'll say again for the sake of the recording. Uh, I was I was in Edinburgh a number of years ago. Uh, I, I, there was two two ladies behind the bar, rushed off their feet clearly, and the one that came asking uh, me what I wanted, it was I wasn't really sure what I wanted at the time, and just simply asking her, quite sincerely, what would she recommend? What's her favorite? What do you like to do when you relax? To drink when you relax, sorry, and that was enough for her to, uh, you know, some kind of temporary affinity for me. She gave me free drinks for the rest of the night. Nice. Well, it's just the, the the power of 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 politeness and not just waiting for your turn to talk in, in that way is a is a particular thing. Um, but you mentioned um, problem solving, you know, and and the the, the link towards critical thinking, you know, because you can't solve a problem without that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being the, the, the Sherlock Holmes obsessive that I am, there is a, there's a saying that he likes in that uh, emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, so it's certainly in terms of an experiential element, um, how, how far is your experience of Control over emotions is the wrong kind of effect, but hopefully you know what I mean. Selective emotions. Selective emotions. So uh, I think the one word that that um, is uh, applicable would be curiosity. Okay. That 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 a curiosity. Why is that happening? What's what's going on there? Or um, how can I learn more about that? Yes. Um, and people react very well to a curious mind because it it it, sh it shows a level of respect. Mm -hmm. It. It, it shows interest in a way that people can relate to. Yeah. Um, Secret Service is, is extremely um, sensitive okay. to their activities because when they go into an area, they're going to uh, overwhelm the population um, <laughs> because of the, the, the requirements. And so they're very careful in, how, in their demeanor, how they treat the people who are helping them. Yeah. And uh, on the bottom of the advanced agents um, checklist, yeah. 
uh, is in big bold letters is don't forget the gifts. So they um, they always are leaving behind trinkets, uh, cufflinks, pens, um, things like that. That uh, little things, but that mean a lot. Yeah. So uh, thinking about the people who help you out on something, um, if you ever end up back in that environment again, you're, they're going to be more than willing to help you. So yeah. you're, you're setting the stage for more yeah. uh, positive experience in the future. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, that's, yeah. It's like, like a forgotten element of, you know, being, 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 a, being a human. You know, it's, it's, it's a forgotten concern. To that end, uh, in terms of curiosity, uh, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day, and we were talking about, you know, as you run hypotheticals, the what-if game, that yes. kind of thing. Um, we were saying, like, so uh, they paint this kind of picture of, of, a, of a generic kind of Western civilization high population area. You know, there's, there's a field with people playing sports, uh, uh, you know, people walking their dogs, families. Uh, there's, a, there's a park. There might be, a, you know, a Starbucks or a McDonald's uh, close by in, in, in that way. A, a, a crosswalk, lots of cars, a couple of businesses. In that, that situation itself in America is an entirely different situation. If all of those, those kind of superficial elements are in, I don't know, uh, Greece. Yes. Greece, uh, in, in that way, that curiosity helps you to, to understand the differing cultures and differing worlds that exist within, within an environment. What's been, what's been your experience of those kind yeah, of shifts? And changes? You're, you're going to be looking at um, the environment in terms of culture, mm. uh, in terms of history, mm. you know, uh, in terms of threats. Yeah. Uh, a threat, for example, uh, uh, a nighttime Christmas market yeah. in, um, in Norway yeah. compared to a nighttime Christmas market in Germany. The German market, unfortunately, was uh, uh, subject to more than one car um, terrorist attack wow. using a car. Yes. Um, so on the bridge. Yep, un it. Understanding the environment and the history, so you're gonna fa you should factor that in. Yeah. Where in Norway there there hasn't been yeah. that history, or or for example in, in Japan where criminal activity is negligible yeah. uh, in terms of uh, pickpockets. Yeah. And, but you have to remember that at one point they had probably the worst subway gas attack, uh, chemical attack yeah. of any country. Exactly. So um, understanding history and the environment and factoring those things in, that's the smart way of yeah. doing business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and with you saying that as well, you know, the, the numbers are down. It's not happened in Norway. That's not you saying it's never going to happen. That's that's you ordering the things that you can prepare for and, and, and account for as part of that. As, as as part of that situation, uh, which which is uh, you know it's it's an integral part of, of, of what it is. Us sat in this area would be would be an entirely different scenario if we were in Norway. You mm. know, sat in the middle of a, a of a shopping centre. I, I you know I imagine we'd be colder for one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but but even with that change, you know, the, the the temperature would make people act differently. Yes, would make people walk through areas differently. They might take it wouldn't linger. Care. Exactly. Their their clothing would be bulkier. Yeah. They will hide more things. Exactly. Exactly. Curiosity. I think when it goes too far, it will kill the cat. Yeah. Yeah. If you get overly focused, yeah. that's another thing. You have you've got to limit. And and if you were going to break down, if if somebody said, okay, give me some very very specific things to be worried about when it comes to an active attacker slash terrorist attack, what would you what would you 
focus on? Well, I can tell you characteristic-wise, uh, when you're dealing with a terrorist attack that involves a vehicle ramming situation, you're going to hear uh, revving of an engine. You're going to hear um, uh, people screaming. You're going to hear crashing noises. If it's a if it's a firearm situation, rifle, pistol, shotgun, you're going to hear uh, the loud popping mm. noise. It sounds like fireworks. Um, if it's a, a knife, club, or other uh, blunt object, you're you're going to hear uh, people yelling. Mm. Um, and if it's an explosive attack, you're going to you're going to hear an explosion. Mm. And um, now there could be a secondary explosion. Yeah. So tuning in to the noises in your environment will give expand your area of of knowledge. In yeah. other words, it doesn't have to be right in front of you. Yeah. But when you uh, when you combine understanding of those characteristics with um, the likelihood of an attack, for example, in Germany, you're in a you're in a market area that has a long straight drive. Yeah. You start to hear an engine rev. You should already be implementing your plan to get <laughs> into a location that is inaccessible Absolutely. by a vehicle. Absolutely. Immediately, there should be no hesitation. No. If you're in an office where it's nowhere near any place where they have fireworks, the moment you hear a pop pop, you should be implementing your yeah. escape plan. Yeah. Do, do you find that uh, that that type of thinking is 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 based on practice? That type of reflex reaction is it it's, practice? It's a, is experience? Is it both? Both. Both. And in fact, if you if you look at a track and field uh, uh, sprinter, mm. they've conditioned themselves so as soon as they hear that starting gun, they're off. That's a, that's that's almost like Pavlov's dog yeah. kind of thing. But, but you want to yeah. you you want to condition yourself to not be thinking about it. You know what to do and you implement. It's a push button, almost automated, um, and that allows you to be able to think, have your mind on other things. In other words, adjust the environment in terms of like um, choosing which exits you're going to use. Yeah, you know, you already decided you're going to leave. Yeah, now you you're choosing the best exit. Yeah. Or you're looking at the environment and for, for items that are going to help you with that. So it's, it's um, the other part of that is if you know that you have a good plan in advance, stored in your head, ready to implement, uh, that allows you to, to relax more than yeah. if you didn't know what to do. Yeah. And you know when something happens, you're going to go into that bit of a frenzy yeah. of uh, what do I do, what do I do? Well, at that, at that point, you're not... There's no calmness to, no. but the ability um, to have a pre-planned um, emergency uh, yeah. action yeah. Um, in mind uh, that gives you a chance to actually relax more in the environment than you than you might have been able to otherwise. Gotcha. So it's not paranoia; it's the exact opposite. Gotcha. It's I, I. If you have more control about what you're going to do, you're going to naturally be more comfortable. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, if 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 I might, then I kind of to to to, to round it out. Yeah, I mean, it might be quite of a of a tricky question. It might not even have an answer, but here it is. And and don't answer it if you if you don't want to either. You know, I'm not gonna I'm gonna push you to anywhere you don't want to go. Um, but with with the industry moving in whatever way it's moving at the minute, uh, if if you had to drill into one item that you could change or improve for the better, if you had to, proverbial gun to your head scenario. What would you choose? I would I would go right back to situational awareness. It it is the it is the foundation of all personal safety, yeah. and it's when we make when we uh, ignore or um, 
lose our focus yeah. on the environment, that's when bad things happen because even if you're the best trained marksman, um, uh, an excellent driver, uh, any of those uh, those wonderful scenarios, yeah. uh, if you're caught off guard, yeah. if you're caught by surprise, uh, statistically, your, your chance of survival has dropped dramatically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the proverbial um, uh, not being able to see the wood for the trees, you know, situational awareness. And it's uh, just my, my two pennies on it. It's arguably one of the most overlooked traits of, of protection that exists. You know, it, it seems to exist in the micro world with the macro of of, of this of this fighting style or, or this 11-step system or, or whatever it is when the, the reality of it is it should be the other way around. Absolutely. It should be the other way around completely. Amazing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, sir. For those uh, for those listening that, that uh, want to hear more from you, get in touch with you, uh, 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 you know, uh, talk to you a little bit more, learn from you, what, what can they do? Oh, I'm... I'm uh a master practitioner with the Arcuri group okay and um, where we provide situational awareness training very specifically and then we also have an advanced practitioner course that's specifically uh, focused on skills and uh, traits for protective operations personnel and law enforcement um, going more in depth on on the threats that they're facing and how how uh, awareness of, of your environment uh, and is going to be a critical part of, of increasing your success, protecting your protecting. Yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn under Thomas Pecora. Amazing, yeah. Thomas Pecora. And you, you have a book out as well, don't you? Yes, is that I right? have a book called Guardian, Life in the Crosshairs of the CIA's War on Terror. Amazing. Is that, is that Amazon online? Amazon, uh, it's on Kindle and Audible. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, sir, and your knowledge and interest. Uh, guys, I'm going to leave uh, our Curie Group's details posted below. They're one of our trusted partners. Uh, so please check them out at your earliest convenience, which should be now, given that the podcast's coming to an end. So technically, you've got nothing to do at the moment. Go and give that a, a, an investigation and uh, uh, begin your true leveling up right now. Thanks for your time. Uh, and thanks for your interest and thanks for your attention. Thomas, Tom, rather. Yep. Thank you. Thank you again, sir. Pleasure being here. Thank you. Bye, guys.